Hello and welcome to another edition of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor. Alongside me today is Cody Folden uh, from the Dynasty Pros channel. Help me out as we caught college football betting week zero starting this week. We've got a bunch ahead here on the show. The Stew begins now. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing, racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce. Thanks to my guy Chase Baby for that uh, original song for the intro here. Always like to shout out to him. Go to his band camp, Chase Baby. Download his music, all kinds of good stuff on there. So check him out for sure. Cody, it is here. College football season. We've been waiting all summer to get some college football action, and week zero is right around the corner. Starts on Saturday, a few games, not a ton of big matchups, a couple top 25 teams in action. Hey, but I'll take anything at this point. We're going to break down some of those games and some of the bets we like uh, for this upcoming Saturday, but also for the entire football season. Um, Talking about the games this weekend, starting on Saturday, uh, top 25, the big game, Notre Dame versus Navy in Ireland, uh, 11.30 a.m. kickoff time on NBC. That's the one a lot of people are kind of going to have their eyes on. Uh, other big uh, teams to kind of note, USC hosts San Jose State at 5 p.m. on the Pac-12 network. That is uh, Caleb Williams defending his Heisman. So going to get to see him right off the bat. So that's a, a real nice one. And then interesting matchup, one that I love, my guys, San Diego State Aztecs, they're uh, hosting Ohio. So that game's at 4 p.m. on FS1. So that's going to be a pretty fun game. And then Vanderbilt hosting Hawaii, 4.30 on the SEC Network. So those are kind of the big games we've got uh, going on this weekend. We're going to jump right into my favorite plays on this. I call it the JT Parlay Play of the Day. Uh, check out my Twitter page. I always post them on there. Notre Dame comes in at minus 20.5, uh, minus 105 in that game. I think Hartman, Sam Hartman, the transfer from Wake Forest, the QB, I think he's going to come out slinging. I think he wants to prove that he should be at Notre Dame, and he's a guy that is trying to improve his draft stock. I really like Notre Dame in that game. I'm actually taking that 20 and a half in my parlay. San Diego State. Under is 49.5 at minus 115 currently. I am all over the under in this game. They like to run the ball. They like to, to play tough defense. Only three of their games last season went over that 49.5 number. Only three. And all and the ones that did were real close. They only had one that blew that 49.5 number away. I'm liking the under in that game. Vanderbilt is a 17-point favorite, which seems really high. They're minus 115 right now, but they won 63 to 10 last year in the opener against Hawaii. So that 17, I'm I'm liking the 17. I think Vanderbilt can do it. Um, and then USC 30 and a half right now. 
is is the spread. They're at minus 105 on that. I think they come out slinging. I think that they want to put up points. Caleb Williams is going to put them away early. I don't have any issues with them covering that. So that is my four-leg parlay at plus 1,232 currently on FanDuel. I'm putting one unit on that. Notre Dame minus 20 and a half, San Diego State under 49 and a half, Vanderbilt minus 17, and the USC minus 30 and a half. What do you think about that? After looking at it, I really couldn't find a better parlay because everything that you've talked about, it makes sense. I mean, I think Hartman is going to come out and prove something, and that 20 and a half number is pretty uh, – Pretty decent, in my opinion, because I don't think Navy's going to be as good. They lost a lot of good players on defense this last year. And then, I mean, you're just speaking the truth with SDSU with, you know, three games that only went over their number from last year. So, I mean, betting the under is kind of the the safe bet. The one that, yeah, is uh, kind of surprising is the 30 and a half for UFC. But like you said, they're going to come out and show them why they're they're moving to the Big Ten here soon. I like the parlay. So the one thing I have seen some people talking about is the Vanderbilt-Hawaii game saying they like the over. So if you're you're real worried about Vanderbilt covering that 17.5, I think taking the over is a possible switch out uh, in that uh, parlay, JT parlay play of the day. Uh, again, I will have that. I do have that posted on my Twitter if you want to go take a look at that, at JT Orange. Let's talk a little bit about preseason national champions. Go, we'll kind of go down the list of, of some of the teams uh, that we like, some of the odds, and kind of talk about who who we think maybe has a shot and what bets we like. Currently, Georgia's the favorite, plus 220. Alabama's at plus 600. Uh, Ohio State, plus 700. Michigan, plus 850. LSU is at plus 1,200. USC at plus 1,600. Clemson, 1,600. Penn State, plus 2,000. Florida State at plus 2,500, and Texas at plus 2,500. Any of those teams kind of jump out uh, to you as we kind of look at this, talking about national championship odds? I'm actually surprised USC is so far down there. At plus 1,600, I mean, the talk of the all-off season has been about USC. I mean, they have premium wide receivers. They have the transfer Marshawn Lloyd coming in from for running back. Their offense is going to be dynamic, so I guess the questions must be on defense. But they're going to be scoring so many points that it might not matter. So I thought their number would be more around the Michigan range, but and just because, well, I mean, even the Pac-12 is disbanding, right? So like, they're not going to be playing a lot of these cookie cutter teams anyway. So if they were going to do it a year and get into the playoffs and maybe become the national champion, it would be this year. Because at the end of the – I mean, Georgia's already lost their starting running back and stuff. And Georgia, Alabama, LSU, and all them are going to beat each other up like they do every year. So maybe a high-paced offense might do it. They haven't proven against an SEC team because they haven't made it in a while. So I guess yeah, – I re- why, but it's a good it's, – I think that's a really good bet right there. Yeah, I agree with you. That was one of the ones I had circled on my list uh- – Big games for USC for everybody kind of thinking like, well, how does the schedule break down for them? They got a week eight game at Notre Dame. I actually had a buddy that goes to school there. 
got me some tickets. I'm pumped about it. Going to go to that USC Notre Dame game. So I got that one circled for sure. That's a big one for them. If they can win that game at Notre Dame, that's their big non one non-conference game from there. The very next week, they have Utah, who beat them twice last year. Uh, I think Utah is going to be a little bit down compared to where they're at last year. We'll see Cam Rising starting quarterbacks, having some injury issues right now. That could be a sneaky upset game if they go into Notre Dame, win the game, have all the hype, and then go to Utah the next week. I can see that being like a little bit of a letdown. Uh, but other than that, um, they've got Washington and Oregon, week 11 and week 12. They're, they're against uh, home for Washington at Oregon. Those are going to be, I think, their two toughest games in uh, the Pac-12. I can see them wanting to go out with, you know, with a bang, win, win the Pac-12, get in the national championship picture, and, and and then you know say sayonara and head off to the Big Ten. I I like that at plus sixteen hundred. Obviously, the defense is a big question mark there. Um, but I like that number. Another one that jumps out to me, one kind of farther down the list, uh, was Florida State. I do like Florida State. Now, part of the reason I like Florida State is they just don't have a super tough schedule. Their big game, I think their season is going to hinge on, they got a, um, they're home for LSU in the season opener. So I think you're either, if you're jumping on a Florida State bet, you're all or nothing on that week one bet. That week one bet, because if they can beat LSU, their schedule really is favorable. I mean, after that, uh, currently, you know, preseason ranking number nine Clemson in week four. Other than that, it's a cake schedule. I mean, they got LSU and Clemson. So those are the two games. I think they've got a ton of talent on that Florida State team. Can the coaches pull it together and, and do it? That team was great down the stretch. At plus 2,500, just because of the schedule, I'm liking that as a sneaky bet. Now, can they beat Georgia? Can they beat an Ohio State or a Michigan in the playoffs? That's where it gets iffy for me. Uh, but if I'm looking at somewhere I think is going to have a shot to get there, uh, Florida State at plus 2,500 is what I'm liking. Uh, um, for sure. The fa- yeah, the favorite is obviously Georgia, plus 220. Uh, I mean, I like Georgia a lot. Plus 220 for national champion at the start of the year is just a tough bet for me. It's it's just a tough bet. You, I mean, it, everything has to go right to win a national championship, but you're only getting plus 220 on there. Now, again, they're another one. With the SEC, you know, you always look at, you know, huge schedule all the time. Man, they lucked out this year, though. Home for Ole Miss in Week 11 and at Tennessee Week 12 are their two toughest opponents. No Alabama, no LSU. Now, granted, they'd have to get in the SEC championship game and won that game. But, man, it just feels like everything is setting up for Georgia. Obviously, a new quarterback. Uh, Carson Beck's just been named the starter, QB1. But that defense, absolutely loaded. Uh, Beck just doesn't ha- – he just has to not screw it up. You, you know, kind of Stetson Bennett did the last two years. But, man, they've got so much talent on offense. Brock Bowers, Dominic Levent coming over from uh, Missouri in the transfer. I I think that it makes sense. But, man, it, it's tough for me on the plus 220 uh, on a season long like that. Yeah, I mean, after you pointed out their schedule, though, yeah, with no Alabama and stuff, you can see why it's only plus 220 because – I mean, even Alabama's schedule, you know, it's the toughest schedule in the top 10 like you have listed here. They have Texas, they have Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and obviously LSU. 
that's that's a tough slate. And it's it's yep. surprising that Alabama got that slate because they usually get the the easier schedules like Georgia is getting this year, but that's how the respect for, of the national champion gets. Yeah, Alabama at plus 600. I am not loving that. They still haven't even named who their starting quarterback is. Now, obviously, they're Alabama. They've got a ton of talent. But as we saw last last year with Bryce Young, all it takes is one or two injuries and just a big upset of a game, and, and you can get knocked out. So I'm not loving them at plus 600 just because, again, they have one of the tougher schedules out there. Um Ohio State plus 700. Again, we know all about the wide receivers, all the talent on that team. They're another team replacing uh, first-round NFL quarterback and C.J. Stroud. They still have yet to name a starter there, so that's going to be interesting to see there. Obviously, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but if your quarterback doesn't get it done, uh, that can – that could be interesting. You know, they're plus 700. They've got Notre Dame, Penn State, Michigan are their big three. Michigan, they're one of the teams has a returning starting quarterback. They're at plus 850. I like them. They The schedule sets up in their favor as well. Michigan, really easy non-conference schedule this year. They're at Penn State Week 11 and then home for Ohio State in the season finale that they always do. They they used to just get owned by Ohio State, but now they've taken a couple in a row. So at 850, I think Michigan is a solid bet if you're saying, hey, who's at the top, one of those top four or five teams? I want to take a favorite. Michigan's probably the favorite I would jump on at 850 just because they do have the returning quarterback, just a ton of talent. And again, you know, they're, they've got two big games uh, on their schedule. Those ones that LSU, a lot of people are liking LSU. Again, if they can get by FSU in that first one, possibly. But again, I just think they have a tougher schedule uh, out there. And like you, you said, and we kind of talked about early on, USC at plus 1600. I'm loving the value there. Clemson's at 1600. I'm not sold on Clemson though. If I'm going to make a bet, I'm going to take somebody in the ACC. I'm probably taking Florida state at 2,500. I'd rather have them than Clemson at 1600 personally, uh, even though they don't have a super difficult schedule either Florida state, Notre Dame, are their two big matchups. Um, I've been seeing some people talk about Penn state. Now can Penn state upset Ohio state and Michigan and get through uh, there in the big 10 They're at plus 2000. I love Drew Alar at quarterback, but he again, a new guy coming in to fill. I love the talent. I think he is a great Debbie player. Uh, talking fantasy wise, I just don't know how much Penn State's going to let him roll this year. If they're going to, you know, try to keep it close to the vest, run the ball a lot, play tough defense. So that one's going to be that's an interesting bet for me. And you know, everybody always gets on Texas, loves Texas. They're 2500. I'm, I'm just not sold. I'm not sold on Quinn Ewers. I'm not sold on, on Texas as a team. Uh, I think they've got a ton of talent, but they're at Alabama week two. They got Oklahoma, Kansas State, and TC, and then the Kansas State TCU back-to-back at the end of the season I think could be tough. I could easily see them dropping one of those two games. So in you know, just to kind of go back and see what we're talking about, I like USC and FSU. Those are probably my two favorites. Uh, if I'm going to take a national championship bet before the season starts. Yeah, I'm su- I'm actually surprised that FSU is still at plus 2,500 there and LSU is at plus 1,200. I mean, I kind of do get it because of the SEC love. If LSU runs the table, yeah, they're probably going to win the national championship because they've already went through Georgia and Alabama. So who's going to beat them in, in that regard? That's how they're going to be looked at. Uh. 
And like you said, Florida State would have to go through one of those or two of those teams in the playoffs. So I guess that's why it makes sense. And that's why we're, we haven't talked about winning the conference yet, which, I mean, is coming up next. And I think that's where the easier bets could probably be. But, yeah, we're talking about national championship in week zero. That They're supposed to be pretty high. So, yeah, Georgia at plus 220, that's, that's a pretty low for the start of the season. Absolutely. Um, conference bets. There's a bunch out there right now. If you want to look at a team to win the conference, I saw a, a little of a special, which always scares me off on DraftKings. I, I just feel like whenever they have a special, I end up just getting buried on that bet. It just never fails. But they had one that popped up and I kind of liked it. It was Florida State to win the ACC, Texas to win the Big 12, and USC to win the Pac-12. You could three-leg parlay that together at plus 1,375. So plus 1,375 on DraftKings. So if you have the DraftKings app, check that out. I actually really like that bet. I don't love Texas National Championship odds, but I do think they can win the Big 12 with like maybe one or two losses. Um, like I said, USC, I think they – you know, I like them national championship odds, but I definitely think I, they can win the pack 12. And then again, FSU, I think it's FSU or Clemson. That's one or the other there. So I'm going FSU. So I really like that bet as far as a conference bet. If you're looking for something uh, where you don't like the national championship odds, but you want to bet on those teams, that's one I kind of like putting together uh, to win the division. Or excuse me, to win their conference. They, they, had, a, they had a bet. Of those three on DraftKings, because that's pretty interesting that they wouldn't put one of the big two in there. Yeah, it was just it's kind of one I saw up that was like I it was just kind of one of those that pop up sometimes they have some different ones like interesting plays or parlays yeah. or bets. That one was up there, so I like that one. Yeah, that's a nice one. Another one that I have never bet on before, but I saw kind of just doing some research, looking around on the site, seeing what I liked and what I didn't like. I thought this was a pretty interesting bet. They actually have where you can take a four pick parlay to make the college football playoffs. So you can pick the four teams in advance of who you think could actually make the playoffs. This one I loved, absolutely loved. You get Georgia at minus 220, Michigan at plus 125. USC at plus 250 and Florida State at plus 380. You can combine those four pick parlay and you can do 5,398 on FanDuel. 5,398. I love it. I think those teams have a chance to get in, especially if you don't think USC or Florida State can win it all, but you think they can get there. It, it is, you know, just incredible. So I, I love that. Uh, what do you think about something possible like that? Again, I think you nailed it because I don't see four better plays in, on the board with what we've already said about their schedule. George's schedule is a cakewalk. Michigan has to beat Ohio State. They've proven that they finally can do it. USC should run the table at, on the Pac-12. Utah might be the trap game. UCLA always is a good play but they can afford to lose one and still probably make it and fsu like you said if they can get past lsu week one and they run their table too and they beat clemson you're not going to find one with better odds i think or with the, those high of odds and feel pretty good about a bet so i would say that those are the four teams that i w- you should probably take now maybe i mean Getting into the range, I would assume that I, I didn't look it up beforehand, but I would assume maybe LSU Alabama might be in the plus 250, maybe 
plus 150 range too. So if you don't want to put, if you, if you feel adamant that FSU is not going to make it, maybe just switching out that and making it probably in the plus 3000 range, that might be another way to go. But because we all know that the college football playoff committee favors SEC as well. So <laughs> that might also be the case. And we've got a couple uh, listener comments here. Let me pull them up. Uh, Real JW Sports says, biggest question this year, can Caleb Williams and USC, can he back his Heisman winning season? And can USC be them this year? Can that be the team? He followed it up with Oregon, plain and simply, they have returning QB1, returning wide receiver one and two. So Real JW Sports likes Oregon in there instead of USC, you're definitely going to get longer odds with Oregon. I don't mind throwing that in there either. I, I think, you you know, like you said, if you could do a Georgia, maybe you do a Georgia and Alabama or Georgia, LSU, Oregon, Clemson. I even like that little matchup throwing those together. So I, I think Oregon is going to be a sneaky good play. They're the team I'm worried about. If I'm taking USC bets, I think Oregon maybe is that team uh, that, that could beat them and get in. Uh, like I said, the Big Ten here, I I kind of favor Michigan. Uh, Real J-Dub Sports, he says, Ohio State has Marvin Harrison Jr., but they don't have that QB wide, res- uh, wide receiver relationship like Oregon does with Nixon Franklin. And, and I agree. Now, if McCord ends up winning that job, him and, and Marvin Harrison Jr. actually went to high school together. So I actually like that move. If McCord is, is, if it ends up being Devin Brown, I don't know. For some reason, Michigan lately just has Ohio State's number. Um, so that's why uh, defensively and all that, I kind of leaning a little bit more towards Michigan State over that Ohio State. But I can definitely see uh, you throwing Ohio State in like a, a, a four-team parlay uh, mix in there as well. Now we talked about uh, Texas, you know, kind of, what they're going to see, do you believe, you know, Manning, Ewers, uh, real J-Dub, he says, could Texas and Manning be the biggest upset story of college season? Now, they could be. My issue is I don't see Manning really getting any playing time unless there is a uh, Ewers injury. If he goes out for injury or he just comes out and plays horrible. Now, if he yep. comes out and plays horrible, you're guessing they're losing a game somewhere. And then does that knock them out of the national championship picture? Uh, you know, I've I've been hearing a lot of talk about is Manning technically the third stringer for Texas? They're they're trying to say I just don't know if he's actually going to get any run kind of in there. So that's kind of an interesting take as well. I know JW is going to want to throw hands with me here, but <laughs> Bo Nix doesn't scare me as much as Caleb Williams does. That's why I would, I'm would. i always going to take the USC bet, especially this year, because you have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Now, you, uh, the Heisman reigning Trophy winner, he has that under his belt. He knows how to win it. So I think he the only thing he hasn't done is win in the college football playoff. That's why I really like that parlay to get them in. Now, do, can they win it all? Probably not. We know Oregon can't. So I would probably put my bet into USC anyways because of the prowess of Caleb Williams. We know what prospect he is and what prospect Bo Nix is. I'm taking Caleb Williams 10 times out of 10. That's why I think think those bets are better in that regard. 
Yeah, uh, there's all kinds of over-under bets out there. We're going to jump into just a couple that are kind of sticking out in my mind uh, here when I was just kind of looking through here. I'll have some more as the season gets along. Uh, but something that kind of jumped out to me, like I said, F- uh, Florida State is a team I'm like, they're under over right now is at 9.5. It's minus 144, so I hate to give up that much on a 144. If you can parlay it with someone else, I kind of like it. But again, I, I they're going to get 12 or 13 games. So I, if even if they lose two and they go, you know, they go 11 and two, if they make the ACC championship and win that, they're over. I just love that bet. I, like I said, looking at their schedule, I only see like really two games that they're probably could lose. I mean, yeah, like I said, North- you know, LSU and Clemson, it's yeah, one of the North easiest schedules. Yeah, and they play North Carolina. Yes, but I, they're that gonna might be, be the high, only other one. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be favored in that game. But again, I think 10 and two, you still cover. Still cover there, sure. so I like I like the overwinds there. The betting the betting public is going wild on this one. Colorado with Neon Deion Sanders, a head coach, it is the number one bet over under right now on FanDuel and a bunch of other sites. They're right now sitting at three and a half wins over under. Uh, they won one game last year. Now they have a ton of talent coming in. I like Shadur Sanders at QB. I think this team is going to be improved. Now, how much improved is, is the big question. I actually like the over. A ton of people hammering the under right now on them to only get to two or three wins. I I don't think they're going to be amazing by any means, but I think they could get to four or five. I really do. This team is going to be much improved. Uh, It's a high scoring pack 12. I just think there's going to be a lot more excitement around this team. I think they're going to have the energy, the QB play. I'm taking the over because it's plus 126 right now. So I love getting that plus odds at the over. I think they can get to four wins. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And for the reason of the Pac-12, yeah, I mean, they've had so many transfers come in. They have Deion Sanders now. I think it's criminal not to take the over because they finally – they're going to have some consistency for for once. Now, what's the most consistent thing about the Pac-12 teams? They're inconsistent. Arizona is not going to beat – they're not going to beat – Arizona is not going to beat Colorado. Oregon State is not going to beat Colorado. There's a bunch of teams that you can say – yeah, if they're tied up in the fourth quarter, I'm going to bet on Dion. So I think, I mean, there's, there is no disrespect to Coach Prime, but the Pac-12 is different than the SWAC, yes. But we've already seen him take those five-star recruits and have them play and make Jackson State what they were in two years. I think they can do that in Colorado, too, because he's got way bigger of a NIL deals and payroll and all that kind of stuff. So they didn't bring him in not to win more than three games. I, they're going to change the culture, and four wins is an easy over bet for me. Yeah, I like it. Uh, USC, it's minus 170 right now at nine and a half. Again, like I said, if they can get uh, go 10 and two, that's an over. That's what I'm looking at. If I can parlay it with something, minus 170, I love. Uh, a sneaky bet I like is University of Texas San Antonio. I, you know, they got my boy Harris at QB. I love him in CFF and C2C leagues. So they're a team that's kind of off the beaten path. They're in a new conference this year. I got them over seven and a half wins at minus 154. I think they can get to eight or nine in that new division. 
two ones I uh I saw from my guy. I got to shout him out. Nick the picker wanted to try to come on the show tonight, couldn't make it. Had uh, you know so illness in the family. Uh, he had two that I love the unders. I'm usually an over better, and most people the betting public bet overs. But when you talk to the sharps, the unders are where a lot of the good money is. Right now, Virginia is three and a half over under. Under was minus 154. He loved that bet. I agree. I think Virginia is going to be terrible. And then Northwestern was three over under wins. They're at minus 115. I'm taking the under. All the things that's happened the offseason, they lost their best player. I, I think that's just a mess. And I just think they've got a decent enough schedule in the Big Ten where I think people are going to pound on them. I don't see them getting to three wins. So I'm hammering those two unders. If you're someone looking kind of for a different uh, sharp bet on the unders, I like both of those unders. Yeah, I'm kind of just trying to find the betting odds or like for over under for Ohio and not Ohio State, Ohio, because I think their team is going to be sneaky good as well with their, with their sophomore running back, Sia Bangura, and that wide receiver that transferred from Ohio State, Waglux. Uh, yep, he, he's, I've got him in all kinds of CFF leagues. I yeah, think he's, he's going to put up major stats. Good, and I think they're going to dominate their division. So I'm, I'm wondering, I, I can't find it on DraftKings. I can only see that they're the favorites to win the MAC, which is an obvious take for me as well. But I think uh, if you're going to do something, that's what I would do. I'd probably take their over. One of the last uh, team bets we're going to talk about before we jump into a couple player props, kind of an interesting one I found um, out there is USC or Florida State. You can bet on a couple different teams to go undefeated in the regular season now, not playoffs, not winning at all, not win the national champion, but going undefeated in their conference. USC is a plus 470 I think it's a solid bet. I, I definitely can see them getting tripped up by an Oregon or a Washington somewhere along the way. Um, but Florida State, again, I, I am loving the Knowles this year. They're at plus 650. So if they can get through that ACC, like I said, the biggest scare for me is can they beat LSU in week one? I think that's the hurdle. I mean, it's LSU and Clemson. So if you get on that bet, that's the only problem with these season long bets. You put it in there, you're ready, you're ready. Man, if they go out and they lose week one to Florida uh, to LSU, you're like, man, it's up in flames. You're like, oh, what was I thinking? So I can absolutely seeing like staying away from that bet. But that was a sneaky one. I haven't actually personally put that one in yet, but that's a sneaky one. I just kind of wanted to mention uh, to viewers something to maybe go look at and see if there's one you find that you kind of like uh, and, and could jump in there. In that regard, I mean, we've already talked about their schedule a few times. George is probably an easy one to take that bet for as well. Quick one before we jump out of here on the show. Uh, we're going to talk about Heisman favorites and a couple player props that I like here at the end. So right now, Caleb Williams, defending Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, you know, it's common knowledge. Only one player's ever won two Heisman trophies in their entire career. Uh, Arch Griffith from Ohio State won it back in the 70s. Uh, Tim Tebow had two chances to win after he won the Heisman and couldn't get it done. He actually finished lower every season. He was in college after that. Cause I think once you win it, the expectations are so much higher to do exactly the same, if not better. Um, so he's at plus 500 right now. I, I like it, but again, so hard to win too. Now, 
a couple of the guys that I that kind of jumped out at me again. If you're a Florida State fan, if you're a guy who's liking Florida State, Jordan Travis is plus twelve hundred right now at QB for Florida State. So I kind of like that. Um, if, if they end up going undefeated in the regular season, make the you know make the Final Four college football playoff, there's going to be a lot of buzz for him. My favorite long shot. And this is a Hail Mary one. Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State, if he can make that connection and he has a huge year, but maybe their quarterback doesn't have a monster season, maybe more of the light's going to be on him. Everybody's talking about him possibly being, you know, a top five pick in the NFL draft next year. He's sitting at plus 3,000. Now, the last wide receiver to win the Heisman was Devontae Smith in 2020. The only other wide receivers to win the Heisman, Tim Brown in 1987 and Desmond Howard in 1991 for Michigan, Tim Brown for Notre Dame. If anyone can do it, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. could do it. If he just electrifies this year and the quarterback, you know, maybe it's a controversy. Maybe they play both guys a little bit and he ends up being the star of the stars, which I think he can do. I like that plus 3,000. I have no problem throwing, you know, 10 or 15 bucks on that, you know, to get me a, a $300 payout. So he's kind of my my guy I'm eyeing there. Um, the absolute crazy one that I think is, is uh, if he stays healthy, he could go snag the Heisman. Absolutely. I agree uh, with real J dub sports on there. I think that's the place that absolute wild bet. I don't think I'm putting money on it, but I just wanted to point it out to people. I thought was very interesting. Shadur Sanders for Colorado is plus 20,000 to win the Heisman. If you go from Jackson state to winning the Heisman would be wild. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, because I don't think Colorado is going to be in the picture enough. Uh, as we've seen, it, it, the Heisman, a lot of times your team has to be really good or you, people just kind of ignore you when it comes to the Heisman voting. But that was one I kind of – I'm not putting my own money on that one, but I thought was kind of an interesting bet. Is there anybody that kind of sticks out in your mind that you like uh, either on this list or, or uh, another player you think might have a decent shot at the Heisman? I'm looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook right now, and I see three names that I really like. I like Jaden Daniels at LSU at plus 1,100. I really like Sam Hartman at plus 1,600, and I like Drew Aller at plus 2,500 because those are three teams that I think if they run the table, their quarterbacks are going to be in that Heisman race, so you might as well get the good bets in right now on it. And I think those are – three decent options because like you said, 82% of the time it's a quarterback. So we might as well head your bet. Yeah. If Notre Dame has a monster year, Hartman, I think could be in the mix. Uh, Penn state somehow upsets Michigan and Ohio state and wins the big 10. I think you're right. Uh, Drew Alar could be that guy that is, is right there in the mix. Uh, Real J dub sports says, would it be his game or his name that leads to the Heisman for Shadur Sanders? I think it's a little bit of both. That's kind of why I like that. I think, you know, he's going to have the he's going to have the media attention and we've seen media attention matters. It matters in these in these Heisman races. So if he has a couple big games, say they go out and upset someone and he just has a monster season, I could see him, you know, being sneaky. Now, Going back to our roots, fancy football wise, Debbie. Uh, I've talked about it on our Debbie show on the uh, Dynasty Pros uh, football channel. I like Sanders a lot. I'm taking him as a Debbie pick in a lot of leagues. Um, C CFF and C2C, I was all over him this year. I just think they're going to be in a lot of high scoring games. And I think that, you know, his dad. Coach Sanders is going to give him every opportunity to put up major stats. So that that's kind of why I like him there. 
speaking about my guys, Marvin Harrison Jr., let's jump, jump to a couple more props here. Marvin Harrison Jr., like I said, if you like him, if you like that Heisman possibility bet at plus 3,000, He's got a couple props out there that I really like right now. He's at 1,225.5 for over under receiving yards, minus 112. I'm all over that for a unit. I think he goes over that. Uh, I think, you know, he can get 12, 1300 yards. I like it. His TDs are over 11 and a half. Now that's a pretty high margin, but he had 14 last year. He had 1263 and 14 last year. So I like both those at minus 112. I'm taking the over on both those ones. I I, I like him a lot. Uh, some sneaky other plays of guys that, you know, for CFF, C2C, I kind of looked up some guys. Malik Neighbors for LSU is sitting at 850 and a half yards at minus 118. He had 1,017 yards last year. And I think LSU is going to be better. So Himson at 850, I think, is a gift. I absolutely love that. And then Brock Bowers, if, if you play fantasy, you know him. He, he's coming up, the tight end of all tight ends. The guy's an absolute beast for Georgia. He's at 715.5 yards at minus 112. He had 882 as a freshman and 942 last season. Now, I know they have a new quarterback. I know his name's out there. And so people are going to be like, oh, are they going to you know get a little more defensive you know, looks and coverage on him probably, but I still think that's a number he can hit seven, 15 and a half. He's done it his freshman and sophomore year. So those are kind of my inning props uh, that I like. What do you think Cody on some of those? I like all those. The only one I'll add is whatever the over is for Grayson McCall from coastal Carolina. Oh. Pick the over, pick the over because he's going to throw so many yards this year. I love it. Uh, he's the guy I have on my C2C team and my CFF team. I like it a lot. He uh, he got nicked up a couple games up right at the end last year, but he was like right on pace to go over 3,000 passing yards. He had like 28 touchdowns, I think, somewhere right in that range. So, yeah, that's a sneaky good pick, too, if you can find that over bet on him. Um, I, I like that one a lot. We got one more here from Jay. J-Dub, let's see what he says. He said, could QB from KU, Jalen Daniels, jump his name into the question after leading KU to 5-0 last season as a sophomore? I do. My worry is, is Kansas nationally going to get enough attention uh, to kind of jump him in up in the Heisman? That's my biggest problem there. Um, I think he's a really good player. He got banged up last year. If he can stay healthy, that's obviously key. I think the guy's electric. I think he's going to get some buzz. My worry would be that Kansas is not going to be good enough to, yeah. to warrant him being in the Heisman mix. Yeah, I think if we, if we can compare – Jalen Daniels and uh, Shitter Sanders in that way. If Kansas goes nine and three, Jalen Daniels doesn't have a shot. If Colorado goes nine and three, Shitter Sanders has a shot because everyone's picking them the under for three and a half wins. So that that'll be the biggest shock. And they're they're both athletic and good. And yeah, I mean, but they have to run the table. That's why it's it's hard to think for especially for like a Heisman prop maybe you have to run the table or else it's not going to work one more here from j dub i appreciate you sending in comments on the show make sure you guys get on youtube and watch us live you can comment ask us questions it says wonderful great show guys dynasty pros uh football knows their game we appreciate it man thanks so much uh before we get out of here make sure you check me out here on the stew we're going to be doing gambling segments all season college football and pro football ones we're pumped about week zero cody tell everybody where they can find you at find me on twitter at 
at Cody Folden and, or I guess X now, sorry. I always mess that up. And then uh, I, I write for Dynasty Pro, so you can find my written content there. And I'm doing some uh, podcasts for going for two and for Dynasty Pros as well. Awesome. Yep. I, I like to call it X Twitter now. There you that's, go. That's that's my new name for it. It's X Twitter. Go there. You can find me at JT Orange. Uh, any kind of questions, stuff there, look that up. Also, follow the show, JT Bruce Stew, to get all of our shows live when we're coming up, all that. On the Dynasty Pros YouTube channel, check out the stew. Subscribe to that. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those great things. So uh, check that out if you want to do just listen instead of watch as well. Um, if you're into IDP, check out my content on DLF. I am an IDP ranker and, and write IDP articles that will come out uh, every couple of weeks during the season there. Uh, but definitely check out the channel. You can see me on the Debbie show once the season starts. We talk about all these college football players. We'll talk about that every uh think it's gonna be every tuesday once the season starts but definitely come back we're gonna have college football we're gonna have pro football every week on the stew during the season we'll hit you up with prop bets we love and you know straight up game bets and parlays and obviously gotta have the jt parlay play of the day is always gonna be on there i always post that on my twitter as well thanks cody for joining us i'm jt i appreciate everyone uh watching the show make sure you check us out Everywhere that you listen to podcasts, all that good stuff. May your draft picks hit and the trading never quit. We're out. Uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we make.